Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We're a spiritual community dedicated to the free search for truth and meaning, and I'm very glad you all are here. I extend a special welcome to those of you visiting with us this morning. If you have questions about this congregation or about Unitarian Universalism, please don't hesitate to ask the friendly and knowledgeable people at the visitor table, and they'll be happy to help you with whatever your questions are. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there's a spark of the divine in everyone. Because of this teaching, we greet the divine in our midst every Sunday morning by turning to the people to our right and left and welcoming them here. Will you please say together with me the words by which we light the chalice, which is the symbol of our faith. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. Now, let us worship together. Now, let us celebrate the sacred miracle of one another. Now let us open our hearts, our souls, our lives to blessings both mysterious and transcendent. Now let us be thankful for the healing power of love, the gift of fellowship, the renewal of faith. Now let us accept with gratitude the traditions handed down to us from those that came before and open ourselves to begin anew for those who will follow. Now, let us worship together. The decisions, the steps, the daily life of this congregation are all guided by its mission. This is a living mission statement. It's recently evolved a bit. We use it to guide the church into the future. We put it on our wall. And we say it together every Sunday. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. If you're curious about what we mean by the beloved community, there is a poster on the wall. You go through those double doors. That is a quotation from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Center. And it tells uh, what beloved community entails. This is the time in our service when we breathe deeply together, when we pray to God as we understand God or just listen to the wisdom inside us, or just follow our breath as it goes in and out of our bodies. It is in this quiet place that we can find clarity, instruction, guidance, that we can feel ourselves rooted in the heart of love. Let us enter into the wise silence together, understanding that in this congregation, the small sounds of life and tiny noises from babies are part of the silence. Say, children will listen. 
So when you think about your values, your personal values, what would you say they are? What would you say the things that you hold to be of highest value might be, like um, honesty or success or authenticity or kindness or busyness? So when somebody goes, how are you? You go, busy. And that feels good. Yeah. Busy. That's what it should be. Uh Uh-huh. Do you value winning? Do you value compassion, security, power, health, inclusion, fairness, beauty? What are the things that are of worth to you? What are the things that shape how you live your life. And when you think about those values, how did you get them? I mean, did the grown-ups who raised you um, stand there and go, all right, children, these are our values? Probably not. You got them through, well, here's how I got them. I don't know how you know. I got them through teaching stories. 
teaching stories came from the Jewish scriptures and the Christian scriptures in my family, and from the life and experience of the parents and the extended family. And so, uh, also, we watched, we just watched the grown-ups and said, oh, I want to be like that one, and I, I don't really want to be like that one. So we had, you know, positive examples and negative examples. Um, So I was taught through the wisdom of the Hebrew scriptures about the story of Solomon. And God said, do you want to be rich or do you want to be wise? And Solomon said, I want to be wise. And so he got to be wise and rich. So that was a good one. Um, We learned... We had lots of stories about how money wasn't that important, because when you have a family with a lot of ministers in it, your stories are going to be how money isn't that important. (laughs) And I I learned that we um, were judged by how we treated the poor, the widows and the orphans, and people who were marginalized and weak because of how society was structured. And we learned that we were not better than any other group of people and that you didn't say one group of people was better than another. You told how, who was better than another by their character. It's not that some people weren't better. They were just better because of their character and because they liked classical music. <laughs> so, um, and we were also better than the people who thought that they were better than other people. Some values you say right out loud and some are subliminal, right? So this congregation has named its values in a lot of conversation. Uh, One, they're listed in your order of service, transcendence to connect with wonder and awe of the unity of life. Community, to connect with joy, sorrow, and service with those whose lives we touch. Compassion, to treat ourselves and one another with love. Courage, to live lives of honesty, vulnerability, and beauty. Transformation, to pursue the growth that changes our lives and heals our world. How do you teach those things? How do we pass along those values? to our children, to our friends, to those we are helping to raise. Sometimes the people you're helping to raise are not children anymore. If you find yourself thinking in your mind, I did not take you to raise. That's what we say in the Carolinas. But sometimes you did take somebody to raise, whether they're your sister or your brother or your neighbor. How do you teach values like this? All of the um, scholars say that children learn by watching us. The beautiful song you just heard Natalie sing, children will listen. Be careful the stories you tell. Children will listen. Be careful the things you do. Children will see. They watch. And they listen to your lectures. I know because... The first time one of my sons rolled his eyes at a lecture I was starting, I was like, okay, you give the lecture then. And um, he could, word for word, he knew exactly. (laughs) 
stayed wear and tear on mom. When I was a um, family therapist, parents would talk about what they hoped for for their children. And um, and they would say, how, how is that going to happen? And I'd say, well, odds are good that your kid is going to turn out pretty much like you. At which point they would grow pale and quiet. <laughs> so just try to be the person you want your kid to be. And if you have a big decision to make, ask, what would I want my kid to decide in a situation like this if they're ever in one? Does that make sense? You want them to say please and thank you and excuse me, then you say please and thank you to them. You want them to be kind, you try to be kind to them. (laughs) I would say you want them to be patient, you try to be patient with them. But I was such a miserable failure at that, I can't even say it from the pulpit. (laughs) How do you want them to handle frustration? How do you want them to handle anger? Do you want them to handle it like you do now? Or do you want them to handle it like... You might want to handle it later, like, I'm feeling really angry right now. I want to talk to you about it, but it's going to take an hour, and so I'm going to go away and come back in an hour, and we'll talk. Or what I used to say is, Mommy is going to the bedroom now because she needs a timeout. Some people handle anger by denying it, you know, by saying, I'm not angry. I'm hurt. And some people yell and scream and throw things, and then they expect everything to be better with you as well as with them because they feel better. How do you want them to treat their friends? You treat your friends like that. How do you want them to treat themselves? You treat yourself like that. And a lot of times that'll work. Modeling will work unless there's some kind of organic glitch or if there becomes a substance involved, and then you've got a whole uh, another situation on your hands because every substance has its own personality. I don't know if you've noticed that or not, but op- opioids have their personality. Cocaine has its personality. Um, alcohol has a personality, too. It's uh, very self-pitying and accusing, and... Um, Self-pitying and accusing is not a pretty combination. So when you're dealing with somebody who is their personality plus alcohol, you're dealing with them plus, you know. Anyway, that's a whole other sermon. So when I would work as a family therapist, I would ask sometimes, I would ask grown-ups who said, gosh, I felt like my parents were always disappointed in me. I would ask them, well, what, what do you think they want from you? And they would say, oh, they just wanted me to be perfect. So, naturally, they're disappointed. And when I would ask parents what they wanted from their kids, they would say something like this, I just want them to be happy. And I thought, you know, that's a real disconnect. And so now I ask parents who are about to have their child dedicated or I'll ask parents who come talk about their kids, I ask them, what is your job description for your kids? What qualities would they have either in them or aspirationally that would make you feel like you had done a good job as a parent? 
And when I asked myself that about my kids, I thought, well, I want them to be kind and strong and brave and joyful and useful and loving and honest and healthy. That's quite a list. Because nobody's kind and strong and brave, joyful, useful, loving, honest, and healthy all the time. But I can say it so fast because we said it every night together. We'd say, dear God, please bless, and we name everybody in the family. And then we'd say, please make us kind and strong and brave, joyful, useful, loving, honest, and healthy. And if you don't want to bring God into it, you can just say, may we be whatever the list is. And that way, um, people get to know what your hopes are for them. And now my grandchildren have their own list. They changed it a little. (laughs) Why? (laughs) No, I'm glad they did. So it behooves us to articulate our values so that we can tell what constellation of stars we're steering our little ship by. But then how do you transfer them to the kids? How do you teach the children to to stand in awe at the unity of life? That's a big ask. But in our faith development classes, they've been doing it. Uh, One summer, they extracted DNA from strawberries. That made me stand in awe. I hope it did the children. They made volcanoes from lemons. And uh, recently, they learned about a worm farm and how it works. They're learning about how to treat themselves and others with compassion and love. They're learning about other groups of people and their religions. They're learning how to disagree with curiosity and respect. They're learning how families have many Definitions, And if you identify as a family, this congregation wants you to engage as a family with this congregation and, and get support for whatever kind of family you are building from this congregation. And how, how we're learning how to look after your own interests and those of your people and also balance that with looking after the interests of people who are around you. And we teach the kids what it means to be a Unitarian Universalist. And so what I want to ask of you is that you get a little bit more out loud with your faith. If you're around your kids or around people who are friends of yours, or if you're in the workplace, if you can, and if you're out at the beauty parlor or at a party, you can say, well, I'm a Unitarian Universalist, and so... Blah, blah, blah. And so I don't treat people like that. I'm a Unitarian Universalist, you say, at school, so I don't use the word gay to mean stupid. I'm a Unitarian Universalist, so um, we believe in protecting our guest who's in sanctuary and ICE is not allowed to come into our church. I'm a Unitarian Universalist, and so we take our bodies out into the streets I'm a Unitarian Universalist, and so I believe that a person can use whatever bathroom they want to according to their gender expression, even if it changes. I'm a Unitarian Universalist, so here's how I treat my friends. I'm a UU, so I register to vote whenever I move. Have y'all registered to vote? Even if you've moved? All right. And then what do we do after we register? We vote. 
I'm a Unitarian Universalist, so I treat my elders with respect. We have values here. We teach them to our children. Our children need an identity. Our children are going to face lots of pressures in school and lots of other kids talking about their identities and trashing people who don't have that identity. And our children need to be strong in their own identities and say, well, we are Unitarian Universalists and we don't believe that. They need a place to stand. And so that's what we do for them in our faith development classes. That's what is going on back there in the mysterious hall. And I encourage you to take a tour down there and see what's going on. And I encourage you to pick up the here's what we did today sheet from your child's classroom. Or even if you don't have a kid in the classroom, it might be interesting to be curious about what they're doing and pick up that sheet. We're doing our best to be the people we want our kids to be. We need all the help we can get. Please say with me the words by which we extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Please sing with me if you care to. May the life I lead speak for me. May the life I lead speak for me. When I'm lying in my grave and there's nothing left to say, may the life I lead speak for me. May the love I give. May the love I give speak for me. May the love I give speak for me. When I'm lying in my grave and there's nothing left to say, may the love I give speak for me. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.